Hello, this is Comeback. This is Connor. This is episode 162. My guest today is Felicity Page, who is a musician here in Saigon, Vietnam, having initially been from the United States. We're going to talk today about her music career and a bit more. Felicity, welcome to Comeback. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks for asking. Well, as good as you can be in the lockdown. Yeah, for real. Over the last, you know, two, three months, have you how have you kept busy throughout this crazy, hectic period? Uh, I started producing some uh, original songs on my YouTube channel, and I also painted a mural on my entire bedroom wall. Whoa. Damn, that's productive. <laughs> I feel yeah. like people listening here like, yeah, I watched six Netflix shows, or yeah, I did this, or yeah, I managed well, to... Well, I did that. <laughs> I did that too. I forget. A few, okay. Yeah. So you can also have the downtime as well as being productive, right? <laughs> For sure. Yeah, sweet. What was your mural of, if I'm asking? Um, actually, it was a scene from the Lorax, just basically hills and truffula trees. <laughs> Whoa, okay. That's pretty creative. <laughs> Fair play for, you Thank know, you. getting up to that during the lockdown. And your material, you produced your own songs, or? Yeah, I, I produced my own songs. Only I've only got three or four so far, but um, I just put them on YouTube for now. Yeah, no, that's pretty cool. You've got to, you know, build it from from some from scratch but where initially are you from Felicity you're from the United States mm -hmm. I'm from Ohio uh pretty much the middle of nowhere but yeah right in the U.S. but I've spent most of my life abroad just kind of coming back and forth to other countries back to Ohio yeah how come you've spent a lot of time abroad um well I've my my parents actually move quite frequently just because they get bored easily i think so it's kind of built into my nature yeah and how long has saigon how long you've been here uh it's been a year and a bit now um and then i spent one or two years in hanoi also so i've been in vietnam for a pretty long time yeah and not only you know is this a lot of moving a lot of experience in different cultures i believe you're my youngest ever guest as we chatted yesterday. How old are you? Yeah, I'm 17 years old. I'm actually doing my senior year at uh, the British International School. Oh, whoa. That's extraordinary. I, I, it's because in Saigon, <laughs> I came here and I thought I was old. I came here just as I was about to turn 22. And back at home, I hang around with the same age group. So I thought, yeah, I mean, is everyone here going to be 18, 19? Quite the opposite. Most of my friends here are 27, 28. 26 at you know at the least and I'm 24 uh, as of last week so I thought I was you know the young one the young buck in the city but completely <laughs> put me to shame here <laughs> yeah for real and so how do you find Saigon as a, as a whole I mean I can't imagine being here in my teens what's it like for you have you obviously right now it's pretty tricky but before this crazy period what was Saigon like well, I, I just love the vibrant nature of the city. So um, I don't know, being at an international school, I have a lot of international friends. I like having such a diverse experience, just meeting so many people of different cultures and really having a just an interesting experience abroad that none of my friends back home have. Yeah, for real. No, that's a good way of looking at it. And Hanoi, how did you find that in comparison to Saigon? It's a lot more compact, a lot smaller, not quite as chaotic right uh i would say it's definitely chaotic but not as fun chaotic <laughs> it's a little bit more 
more polluted and more sort of compact and I guess stuffy feeling but I still enjoyed the city a lot just moving down here felt a little bit more energetic I guess yeah for sure and let's get into what you do here then uh, obviously you mentioned that you're in your senior year of high school also mm-hmm. you're a musician how did that all start well I've always sort of dreamed of being like a famous singer one day you know it's kind of been one of the one of the dreams since I was really little I'm gonna be a superstar someday um when that dream sort of became something that I thought was a more realistic goal is when I started um singing in bars and restaurants in Hanoi um just because I kind of had the right connections and met the right people that were like hey you don't know how to sing why don't you try this out for a little bit and then I managed to grow my skills and and grow my love for performing live um and just have a more realistic experience with it yeah for real and did you have any influences growing up anybody any in the public eye any famous singers who you looked at and thought yeah they're they're someone I want to be like one day (laughs) uh to be honest when I was younger I wanted nothing more to become than to become like a a 12 year old sensation like Taylor Swift (laughs) performing live at 12 years old um (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, now my taste in music is a little bit more, <laughs> uh, I guess, tasteful, <laughs> but <Okay. laughs> she's probably the first. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever think of applying for any of those shows? Maybe like, you know, uh, not X Factor or I've, I've not been keeping up to date with these for the last few years, but <laughs> did, you, did you ever think of applying for one of those and trying to become, I don't know, teenage Actually. Star? Yeah, I actually did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I auditioned for America's Got Talent. I did not make it on the show because it was the kind of thing where you go to a giant building. They're like, okay, there's auditions happening for America's Got Talent, but you wait in line with thousands of people only to spend two minutes in front of three judges that are not, in fact, famous in a small room where they try to filter people through. And then I was a little bit young and inexperienced, got really nervous and spent like six hours waiting in line just for it to not amount to anything <laughs> yeah I always wonder I've heard stories like this how it actually works where you know you literally will wait around all day and just for those two minutes and that's way before you even make it to the audition bit on television yeah yeah when when you say I have America I've uh, auditioned for America's Got Talent people are like wow where can I see you on YouTube or on the show and you're like no <laughs> I didn't get that far. <laughs> yeah, there's a few bits before that. And yeah, I, I always yeah. Think, how do they filter out? Because, you know, if you've got so many yeah. thousands of people, how do you filter out who really are the best? I mean, there must be a whole range right. of factors, right? Yeah, and, and a lot of it is luck-based too, just seeing the right people that, you know, just, yeah. I think shooting so high is really difficult at a young age to be let down that often. So when you get kind of a more realistic experience of just performing at a little bar or like someone has a birthday party and they're like hey can you sing a couple songs and you get to experience what that feels like it's a it's a totally different feeling it, it doesn't feel quite so disappointing and difficult yeah for real and so would you say that you started out your your live career shall we say you know when you perform in bars and clubs and pubs in Hanoi was that where that all began yeah yeah I'd say so I actually was in a soul band I was the backup singer of a soul band um, and he 
just just being in the music scene in Hanoi gave me a lot of connections. I got to know all of the musicians. And then when I moved down here to Ho Chi Minh, a lot of them knew the musicians down here. Some of them even moved down at the same time. So now I'm in a, a blues band and I sing solo and I know I, I just I'm in the music community. So I get a lot of opportunities. Yeah, for sure. And this might be tricky. I've spoken to a couple of people who have been in both the Hanoi and Saigon scene. What are the main differences between the two, would you say? Or is that difficult to answer? Mm. To be totally honest, I don't think they're that different, specifically in terms of the music scene, except that I think down here, there's a more, like, the, the expat community is definitely all centralized around Taoyuan, whereas, I mean, um, in, uh, in Hanoi, it's kind of, it seems smaller and a bit more spread out. So there's not quite so many Western restaurants, not really as many uh, places that would like a Western singing uh, singer with Western music. Yeah, for real. And so with that, would you have to learn Vietnamese songs or? Uh, not really, not with the audience that I target. I think if I wanted to, I could, but I don't. Yeah, I've never really had the self uh, or the I guess, attention span to sit down and learn Vietnamese songs. <laughs> yeah, for real. With, with that then, when you've started out in the Hanoi scene and you're breaking out in a way, you're getting to know the local musicians, how did you manage all of that at you know, such a young age? You would have been around 15, 16, is that correct? Yeah, I think when I started, I was in uh, ninth grade. Wow, okay. And you'd definitely be the youngest, right, out of everyone on that scene? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think just having it be a very casual side thing at first that I only did ever once in a while when when someone thought of me, um, it wasn't quite such a serious thing at the time. I didn't I didn't do it for the money. I didn't really do it for anything except experience when someone just thought of me and asked, asked, asked me to. So it was a lot less pressure at the time. So it didn't really affect me too much. Yeah, for real. And then with that Saigon, you moved here about a year ago, is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when you moved to Saigon then, how overall, slightly away from the music, how did you find the whole vibe of Saigon in comparison to Hanoi when you got here? Um, I, I found it very exciting. Just having so many people close by, so many, so, so many different cultures condensed in one area. It was very, very exciting. Lots of interesting restaurants around, lots of things to do. Just a little bit more exciting in my local area. <laughs> yeah, for real. And let's talk about the current projects that you're up to. What sort of things have you been up to in your own music in the last year or so? I believe you kicked off your YouTube channel and I saw some of your songs. Do you mind telling mm -hmm. me a bit more about that? Well, I've always sort of uh, dabbled in the art of songwriting. Um, not really, you don't really ever know how much your, your own music will be liked by other people. So it's always a little, uh, you're always a little nervous at first to share it with other people because it's also the best songs come out of really emotional moments. So for me, it's time something drastic changes where I move or I just am 
kind of in a transitional space where I write the best music. So that kind of thing is hard to share online for the entire world to hear. Um, but once you kind of get past that initial hurdle, it's, it's really interesting seeing what other people take away from it. Yeah, I can imagine. And what sort of themes do you explore in your songs, if you don't mind me asking you? Uh, friendships, um, little memories, because I, my whole life I've moved almost every year. So I cherish very specific um, moments that maybe other people don't really think about when they think back on their childhoods. But it's certain things like that, that I like to include in my songs that make it very specific to me. Um, like climbing trees or eating macaroons or rolling around in the snow or or just specific memories that I have usually. With that, do you also do covers or are you primarily focused on making your own music? Oh, I've only actually really started making my own music and, and putting it out there really recently. Um, mostly I just do covers. Uh, a lot of songs from the 70s and 80s target kind of the, the middle-aged uh, like Western audience in the area. Yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. And with that, obviously right now being a musician anywhere, but especially in Vietnam right now, is going to be difficult due to the situation. With that and perhaps other factors based on your life so far, what are the main challenges that you faced from pursuing your music career to date? Well, I think I'm lucky in this case because a lot of other musicians are actually surviving with the money that they make performing live. So in a case right now where everything's locked down, there's no restaurants open, obviously no live music happening. It, it can get pretty scary for musicians that, that that's the main thing they focus on. For me, because I'm still living with my parents, I'm only 17 years old. It's it, not being able to perform is mainly just difficult for me because I love it so much but it's not like it's really significantly affecting my life yeah sure and if there was anybody out there aspiring to be a musician based on your experience and I'm aware it's only 17 years to date what <laughs> advice would you give them in starting out I would say just assume that you can do things, even if people say that you can't, um, and just find ways around everything, like make connections, meet people who will help you and who believe in you and be confident, and then anything happens for you. Okay, sweet. And I suppose coming to the end of the conversation before some quick fires, what would you like to achieve going forward? I mean, I understand that's tricky. Are you planning on... Firstly, are you planning on staying in Vietnam long term? Um, I don't currently plan to stay here. I think I'm going to um, uh, probably move somewhere in the U.S. I'm looking at different colleges around like New York City and Boston areas where, uh, but I don't know, might, might come back because I really love the community here. Yeah, for real. And in terms of your music, where would you like to go with it? Is it a case of trying to write and promote as many of your songs as possible? Um, that's a good question. I don't really know how much of my career I want to depend on music just because of how um, unpredictable of a career it is. So I want to study something that's sort of 
allows me to pursue my love for music on the side, singing, um, you know, performing live in the evenings and on the weekends, while also having kind of a more steady <laughs> income. Yeah, for, for real. Okay, that's sweet. So before we wrap up the conversation, uh, I've decided to start a set of quick fire questions for musicians. Are you ready to answer? Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yes, I am. Here we go. Number one, if you could only listen to one album for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh, I don't know how to answer this quickly. I listen to way too many different songs from way too many different artists. <laughs> uh, can I skip? Yeah, okay. Here's one. You can see one person in concert who is alive today. Who would it be? Anyone in the world? Mm. Someone who's alive, dang it. Yeah. I guess I'd say Taylor Swift because she was kind of my first inspiration. Nice. Uh, and the next question is <laughs> slightly opposite. Somebody who is no longer with us, an artist or a musician who has passed away, who you could see live, who would it be? Absolutely Freddie Mercury. Boom. Good answer. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, no, I like that. Excellent. So yeah, Felicity, thanks very much. Uh, appreciate your time today no and all, all the very best going forward thank you uh nice to meet you